When you sit down with a prospect for the first time, they're expecting you to sell them. Because of their previous experiences with sales professionals, they'll likely be ready to defend and reluctant to share anything. Whatever they tell you will likely be used in an effort to help you pitch a solution. At least that's the expectation most of the time. In order to gain their trust, help them objectively debate whether or not the status quo is still serving them, they have to know you're there to help, not sell. As you listen to this snippet, think about the following questions. How do you create a safe space for your prospect to think neutrally about change? How have you experienced a prospect trying to disqualify you? And how would you handle that differently now? How will your prospect know you have their best interests at heart? Listen to this quick snippet, and if you want to revisit the full-length conversation, scroll back to episode one. All right, Dan, can you tell us a little bit more about what some of these traditional sales patterns are and what's wrong with them? We get that question asked all the time. And for you listeners out there, do the same thing. Pretend you're the prospect. And let's pretend that someone you respect sent you an email and introduced me to you and I'm a sales performance coach, and we're gonna have a cup of coffee, and you are the prospect. Can we do that? Yep. Let's do that. So you get that email. How do you feel when you get that email from this person that you respect? I'm probably a little bit maybe confused or apprehensive, not sure why this person thinks I need a sales coach. You know, what is this guy gonna tell me that I don't already know? Is this gonna be a waste of my time? How long is this gonna take? I'm sure some of those thoughts will be popping into my head. I get some of those emails pretty often and I'm, you know, you're just wondering what's in it for me or what's this guy gonna try to sell me? Right. I think for most listeners out there too, they're feeling the same thing, which is why do I have to have this cup of coffee? And my gut is everybody feels a bit of obligation. So you're sitting now in the coffee shop. Pick a coffee shop between the office and your house. Do you have a coffee shop in mind? Yep. Let's pretend you see me walking in now. And for you listeners, do the same. You see me walking in. At that moment, do you feel like you're going to be guarded in the conversation or do you feel like you can be vulnerable in this up and coming conversation with me? I'm probably going to feel it out, see what see what you have to say. I'm not going to tell you a whole lot, just enough to kind of keep you at bay. You're going to be more of like, what's he all about? What's he looking for? How long is this going to last? You might even be thinking about all the things you have to do back at the office. So I sit down and I start asking you questions. And let's pretend that you do finally share with me after a couple questions that you could and you need to improve prospecting. And then I immediately jump to solving that for you. You know, we've been talking for about 10 minutes. You mentioned prospecting and I start telling you how we solve it for others. I start sharing some stories. Think about it. How are you listening? Are you listening in that moment to qualify me as someone that you'd want to hire? I'm probably going to be listening to a little bit apprehensively still because you're probably going to tell me I need to do something different. You know, obviously if I have a problem with prospecting or maybe I could tweak it and make some enhancements, but I don't know if it's something that I want to put the effort into. I don't know if 
what you have to sell me on or tell me to do is going to be something that works for me or will be something I want to invest in. I mean, it's going to take time. It's going to take money. I'm sure you don't work for free, right? So I'd be a little bit maybe put off or like slow down, buddy. We as human beings naturally tend to disqualify new ideas. You know, we overestimate what we currently do or have in place, and we underestimate what we could gain by doing something different. Now, as I say that, try to remember that pertains to all of your prospects. Every single one of your prospects, to some degree, when you first show up, they are going to overestimate what they currently have in place, and they're going to underestimate what they could gain by doing something new and different with you. That is human nature. So as Kylie's in this coffee shop with me, or you're in the coffee shop with me, even though I might be spot on in what I'm saying and how I can help you, you will still have that tendency to disqualify me. Because as soon as you can disqualify me, you're off the hook. You're off the hook from having to invest any more time and effort with me. You're off the hook with having to consider making a change. And most importantly, there's no hit to your ego. There's no hit to your pride. You don't have to admit that you could actually improve or get better, and you don't have to invest the time or the money. That's the power of disqualifying. It's what your prospects do to you all the time. This has been a Breaking Sales Snippet. To hear the rest of the conversation, check out episode one of Breaking Sales, which is linked in the show notes. Be sure to subscribe so you're the first to know when a new episode drops.